0: Hi, I'm Alan.
1: And I'm Alexis. We had four kids in four years. People think we're crazy, and sometimes they think they might be right. But most of the time, we love it.
0: We hope this is a place where you can learn to be a better parent, but without taking yourself too seriously.
1: Whether you're a new parent or have a few years under your belt, we hope we can give you something new to think about.
0: Or laugh about. After all, this is Parenting in Real. welcome to episode 21 of Parenting in Real Life. So, Lexi, give us a real-life parenting moment.
1: Alright, this week, for the Parenting in Real Life moment, um, I was upstairs getting dressed and the boys were playing upstairs and they had worked their way downstairs and all of a sudden it got kind of quiet and so then I knew I needed to go check on them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, I went down the stairs, and at the bottom of the stairs, both the boys were sitting there, with, and they each had a whole chocolate Costco muffin in their hands, just munching on the top of a whole muffin each. You know those things are huge, and these are... Small boys. Mm -hmm. And they only had diapers on because I had just bathed them. (laughs) So it was was actually really cute. But also very messy. There were crumbs everywhere. And I had seen that Nathan had pushed the kitchen chair over to the counter, opened the bag of muffins, and grabs them out. So they kind of wasted those muffins. But uh, it was kind of cute at the same time.
0: (laughs) Nathan and Jack thus far haven't done anything collaboratively. They're very much like... Nathan's usually hurting Jack all the time, so this was one of the first times we saw them like actually working together, and the future looks dark, <laughs> you know, like two boys with no limits, like we could have some expensive years ahead of us, yeah,
1: hopefully there's not too too much trouble between the two of them, we'll, yeah. we shall see
0: we shall. Today, what we are talking about is whether or not your kid should share a room.
1: And the reason that we researched this topic is because we just bought a house!
0: What? Yay! We're not in it right now. It's no. Later.
1: It's being built right now and we still have a few weeks left before we're moving, but um, we're super excited. This is our first house and... Um, It's a new build, so we have the option of finishing the basement, which we decided to do. And so our new house is going to have five bedrooms. And so having four kids, that means that technically all children could have their own room. Heck no. (laughs) We said no. Um, And then we
0: did research to back it up. Yeah. (laughs) It's the best way to do it.
1: In the past, um, our kids have always shared rooms because we've had to. Um, We've only had enough rooms... So that they had to share. And we've even had kids in our closets. Um, both Chloe and Jack spent um, a good year in a closet because <laughs> their older siblings couldn't quite handle having a sibling in their room yet. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Our Harry Potter children. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But we we did want to research and find out, should you share a room? You know, is, is there research to say whether that's a good thing or not?
1: Mm-hmm. So growing up, um, I shared a room until I was about ten years old, and because I only have two sisters, um, you know, all we needed was a four-bedroom house, and we all had our own rooms. Yeah. And so when my parents did buy their own house, we each we each got our own room, and I liked that fine. I mean, I remember like Christmas Eve, we would all sleep in the same room, you know, waiting for Santa Claus to come. I I don't know. I think it was good to share when we were a kid, but I didn't think I don't think I thought much about it
0: yeah we shared we had six kids, and so even though we had you know a decent sized house, we definitely were all i think almost everybody shared all the time um so I didn't have my own room until my brother moved out, and he was four years older than me, so the last four years I was at home, I had my own room, but I always liked it. I thought it was cool to have somebody in there um there was a time when like the bed situation was weird, so we <laughs> We had a queen instead of two twins, and so that was strange, (laughs) sharing a queen with your brother, but not, like, super weird, but just less desirable. I'm all about sharing a room, less about sharing a bed. Mm -hmm. It's just siblings roll and punch, and it's just annoying. You put up with that with a spouse, but with a sibling, it's just frustrating.
1: (laughs) Yes, I cannot sleep if our kids come in our bed. Like, Mm. they get about five minutes, I'm like, okay, and you're back in your own bed, because I just, I can't sleep. Yep. So as we did the research, I found um, I Googled it. You know, should care, should kids share a room? And I was very surprised that all of the top answers and articles that I found they all said yes. Like yes, your children should should share a room. Should share a room, like hashtag
0: no. Tanners for the win.
1: So we are going to talk about um, kind of what some experts have said about that, um, kind of how to address some issues that go along with it, along with some benefits of that, and to kind of wrap it all together. So research has been done um, about the size of homes and the amount of bedrooms there are. So 1995 to 2014, homes have grown in both size and bedroom numbers, but we're finding that even with that, still two-thirds of households um, have kids sharing rooms.
0: And when she says we are finding that, she means people that do research.
1: No, I mean, and me. we just claim it. <laughs> I do the research. Alexa
0: said, that doing primary research for this podcast, people, respect. <laughs> so you may be concerned if you're putting your kids together that there's going to be some issues. So we want to do a rapid fire here's your issues, and here's the solution. What if they won't fall asleep? We had that concern. Nathan it was notorious for staying up in his room for hours past when we put him to bed. So we were afraid to put Jackie in there with him. Um,
1: That's why he slept in our closet.
0: Yes. So our solution was, and this was painful, but Nathan was kind of a borderline napper. Three-fourths of the time he'd fall asleep, and the other fourth he'd just play in his room. And so we cut his afternoon nap.
1: Oh, I hate that. That's the worst milestone is when your kid loses that last nap.
0: And we kind of pushed this one because we were so determined to get them in a room together and get Jackie out of our closet.
1: Well, and he was staying up like two hours past when we were putting him to bed. It just, it wasn't good.
0: No, it was bad. So, that was our solution. Other things you can do is there's sleep aids, such as a really dark room will help using blackout shades. Um, You can use white noise machines to minimize distractions. So, there's some things you can do to make their room more sleepy.
1: So a second issue is when your kids are together. What if they're not sharing? Get over it. <laughs> we have this problem too, um, but it's important that you give each child their own space. And so that can be a shelf, it can be a drawer, um, a night, their own night table, somewhere they can put their own stuff. Um, Chloe has actually made her bed like <laughs> her own stuff because most of her toys, <laughs> most of her toys are currently on her bed. I think that's how she feels like this is my spot, like mm-hmm. no one can touch my stuff. So I think we need to work on that a to little bit. To be clear, better. she
0: has a drawer. She, she does. just has more stuff than <laughs> she wants in the drawer. Also, privacy can be an issue. Ideally, um children the doctor, Doctor Bartel, says that children really should be out of a room with an opposite sex by age six, so boy and girls shouldn't be sharing a room after age six. Um, but that's not always an option. Um, so if that's not an option, you need to somehow create some privacy. So you can either set up like a designated changing area, like a bathroom or in your room or put up a curtain. There, kids need a safe place, right? Like you need a place you can escape and feel alone. And that place needs to be your room generally. So they need they need to have that. And if you're forced to put you know, a girl and a boy together, they need to still have that.
1: So another issue is um, conflict, you you know, having your kids argue and fight about things in their room. Um, So it's important that you explicitly have rules and make sure everybody knows the rules and what happens when they get broken. And this, of course, depends um, house to house and from child to child, because um, it's going to be different for, it needs to be important to that child, so it's going to be different for all children.
0: You also might be concerned if your kids are a little older that if you're putting them together kind of later in life and they realize what's going on, um, that can be really hard. One mom said that the thing that they realized is that they still called the room Henry's room, even though there were now two kids in it because you know it had been Henry's room for so long. So they made a conscious effort to put a new coat of paint to really make it a new room and start calling it by... Their names instead of just one person's name. So make sure that everybody owns the space equally. And the final one is just um, you do have to kind of teach your kids to not wake up the other sibling if they wake up at different times. Nathan, who's like doesn't listen to anything we say, even he got this. Um, (laughs) And he
1: barely turned three.
0: Yeah, he'll, he'll sneak out and most of the time let Jackie sleep. So it took like a week or two that.
1: for him to get that. And like, we'd have to be like, Hey, you gotta be quiet when you go out of your room. And he struggled with that for like a week or two, but then he, then he got it and he realized mm-hmm. he needed to be quiet. And he would just walk out, shut the door. And that way Jack can still stay asleep if he needs yeah. to.
0: Issues aside though, there are tons of benefits. So, um, the first one they talk about is that anxious kids in particular often have a much easier time falling asleep when they have someone in the same room. Our kids aren't anxious, really, you know, but this is definitely true of them. If we told the kids that they had to sleep by themselves, they would freak out, right? Like, even when somebody's sick and we try and tell them, like, hey, we're going to have Cammy sleep in our room tonight, Chloe would be like, no way, I'm not, I'm coming too. Um, So they really, they really love that, you know, they've gotten to the point where they would feel weird not sleeping with somebody in the room with them.
1: Yeah, Nathan. Um, he kind of struggles with being afraid of the dark. He still does a little bit, but it definitely helped putting Jack in his room because just having somebody else in there made mm-hmm. him less afraid. He would cry and be, say that he was scared. Now he just says, "I'm afraid of the dark." I'm like, "No, we got Jackie here with you. Like, you'll you'll be fine." And he accepts that a little bit better. So it definitely helps to have a sibling in there if if kids are afraid.
0: And this is crazy, but I think it even helps Nathan fall asleep faster mm-hmm. because. I think he has a buddy in there, whereas before he would open his door and he would turn the lights on and, you know, kind of play. But now Jackie's in there, and so it kind of feels more like bedtime. I don't, I mean, it's it's weird. I never would have guessed that, but I think he does actually fall asleep faster.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, sharing a room also teaches your children how to negotiate, how to compromise, work out conflicts. Um, these are good skills to develop, you know, for Especially when someday they'll probably be sharing a room again, um, whether that's in college with roommates or then once they get married. um, So you kind of have a – you're always going to share a room. And so it's good to learn those skills of how to to work and live with other people for those later times in your life.
0: Yep, I think this next point they bring up is especially true. You really develop a close bond with a sibling that you share a room with. There's just something about it, right? Like a roommate. You just – you – it's the person you talk to, right? You know, before as you're going to sleep. It's the first person you see in the morning. It really does a lot to just help you feel close. Um, I definitely feel that with my brother. I think our kids feel that, even though they're young and still beat each other up all the time.
1: And if you worried, if you're worried that your kid might wake up the other kid during the middle of the night, like let's say somebody's coughing or somebody has a bad dream and wakes up crying, um, you'll be surprised to find that kids learn to adjust. And they become heavier sleepers and I it blows me away like Jack could wake up crying in the middle of the night and Nathan will not even flinch. Like he'll sleep right through it. You know, yep. or Cammie gets really bad coughs at night when she sleeps and she just coughs up the storm all night and Chloe sleeps right through it. Yep. And so um so if you're worried about that, that's usually not an issue. Usually the other child stays asleep.
0: Yep. And I think we've we've always had our kids share really early on. I think if they're older, that could be hard. Mm-hmm. But I still think exhaustion wins in the end, right? They eventually will get so tired that they'll learn to sleep through it. So I think you're doing them a huge favor by helping them learn to sleep in a lot of situations. Mm-hmm. You know, I can totally sleep in the apartment right next to the train and it doesn't faze me. While others, you know, they'd never sleep in a situation like that.
1: And your bedroom was next to the laundry room, too, right?
0: Yeah, buddy. My mom (laughs) loved doing a load of laundry right as we were going to sleep. So it was like, (laughs) bang, 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 bang.
1: It's a white noise.
0: (laughs) Yeah, something like that. Heavy metal noise. So, in short, sharing a bedroom is a positive. According to parents, according to doctors, it just does a lot of great things for your kids. There's some issues you have to overcome, but hopefully we covered the big ones, and... Um, so far we haven't found anything personally that has, you know, been something we can't overcome. So overcome those obstacles, get your kids in the same room. I think it's good for them psychologically and teaches them a lot of good life skills.
1: So our social media question this week then is, do your kids share a room or did you share a room as a kid? Um, what was your experience with that and how are things going?
0: Let's go, community. We want to hear from you. Mm-hmm. We feel like you've been a little slacky, slacky. <laughs> so tweet, tweet us, email us, um, communicate Instagram. with us, leave a review. Any of those things, do it. Um, as we always say, you can follow us on Instagram at p i r l podcast. And when you're tweeting us, I'm at Alan T. Tanner.
1: And I'm at Alexis Tanner one You can also find episodes of our podcast on my blog, learningswego.org. And email us with any questions or comments or suggestions at parentinginreallifepodcast at com.
0: And as we've gotten used to saying, we are at Patreon. Patreon is just a place where you can choose to donate a monthly amount and we want, you know, nothing. Like a dollar a month would be awesome. If you could donate a dollar a month, that would help us keep the show going. Um, also, we always talk about subscribing and giving us a rating, and that would be awesome. We have very few ratings on iTunes, and we really feel like we're better than most of the parenting podcasts <laughs> that you look up when you search. There's old garbage parenting podcasts in there, and
1: so I know we've had the question: How do you rate? Like, how do you do a rating? Because it's kind of difficult to find. So, mm-hmm. how do you get there, Alan?
0: In the show notes, we will leave a link to somebody who explains it really simply so that if you want to review us, click on the link in the show notes and they'll walk through how to leave a review. The other thing I wanted to say is the reason why we want you to do that is we want more people to find us. So the other way you can do that is just tell people about our podcasts. So think of your you know, top f- three favorite moms or dads out there that might be able to benefit from a podcast like this, and just share this with them. Tell them about this podcast. Help them find and figure out how to do podcasts if this is their first podcast. But share us, and let's see if we can triple the amount of people that listen to this from usual. Usually we're about like 70 or 80 people listen to every uh, episode. So if we can triple that, that would be sweet. Amazing. So, share this with a few uh, parents, whether that's on... Email or some sort of social media.
1: I mean, you talk to other people about the podcasts that you're listening to. I've done that a few times because I enjoy podcasts and I find other people who also enjoy podcasts. We'll kind of share like a couple of our favorites, so you can kind of give a little shout-out to ours.
0: Hitting a plug for PIRL.
1: (laughs) So thanks for listening.
0: And, as always, a special thanks to our four kids for being kids.
1: You got a lot of good uh, stuff for the outtake at the end.
0: I'm deleting this whole thing. We're starting over.
1: Are we start from scratch.
0: No, just... I'll
1: say it. Okay. So we're finding that um... we well, are. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I hate this episode so bad. <laughs> just put your kids together. It's not that hard. Fetch.
1: This episode, you're running it.
0: <laughs> yeah, kill
1: them. <it. laughs> <Woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. laughs> All right. If I'm not pregnant, I'd be my pants. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there it is, people. She is not pregnant.